TG Geeks, episode 199, December 10th, 2018. A Heavenly Smiling Cat. Hello and welcome to another webcast from TGGeeks.com, where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. I'm Keith Lane. We're coming to you from TG Squared Studios in lovely Phoenix, Arizona. We're probably in Cancun by now. And I'm Ben Raginton, also coming to you from Cancun. No, but hopefully... But yeah. no, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. Today. Today. And let's get the show started. Prepare for hyperdrive. Meanwhile, in this episode, we have Cheshire Moon. They are two, a man and a woman. They're married. Mm-hmm. And they do filk music. Yep. And, and you'll find out. And they're delightful. And they are delightful. You will find out what filk music is in this interview. And it's a twofer. So we're in our first episode, we're going to talk to Cheshire Moon. We're going to do our birthday shout-outs, our featured podcast of the week, feedback, and then another entry of Cheshire Moon. Yes. We had them in our studio in the hotel. At CocoCon. Yeah, it was a great Talk. Great talk. Chat, I chat, learned chat. a lot. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then we'll do a weekly recap and then follow-up items. So let's get right into this interview. And this time on our show, we have another thing. I mean, we have really had some shows where we had some really awesome, interesting, something different unique. for us, unique for us. And this is definitely unique. We have Cheshire Moon. And you say, what the heck is Cheshire Moon? Well, it is Eric Coleman and Lizzie Crow. You hey, got it. I got it. I remember yeah. her name this time. <laughs> And they are a duo of uh, singers and instrumentalists, and they do uh, something called filk. So, Eric or Lizzie, tell us, for our listeners that don't understand what filk is. Filk is is a, a very umbrella term for the music of science fiction and fantasy fandom. Um, you can get everything from classic folk music to rock and roll. You can get – we actually have a friend of – a group of – Friend of, friends of ours from Baltimore who are a rap group oh, that called, do called, called Wreck the System. Yes, they're, they're called they're Wreck amazing. the System and Geek Rap Rap Band. Wow, yes, I know a filk rap band. Yeah. Yes, they wow. are so much fun. They are so much fun Is live, it? and so it it goes across the board regarding musical genres, uh-huh. but it's all about various aspects of geekdom. So. I still kind of I, I can't quite wrap my head around what what filk is because it I've I've heard different th- people um, do different things. So is it like taking 
music that already or instrumental music that already exists and putting your own words to it. Sure. Or yes. it can is be. It, what, or I've, I've or, heard that. or or it's all or it's all original music like like we do. Uh-huh. Um, this weekend, I've heard people do filks of filk songs. Oh my! And oh wait, wait. So they're filking off filk music, off off someone else's in the filk community's original music. That's very meta. It's oh, very yes. meta. It's, it's extremely <laughs> meta. No, I, I mean, I mean, filk. There's a fellow named Bill Sutton who is who is you know one of the big name filkers, and um, he and his wife perform everywhere. Um, and his what's called Sutton's Law is filk is what happens in a filk circle. Okay. And so basically, if you consider yourself to be a member of the filk community, whatever the music is that you do is filk. Oh, interesting. Um, yes. Okay. I was in a hard rock filk band called Toy Boat. Um, we took classic filk songs and turned them into big, loud, 70s style hard rock music. Um, I have done the much folkier thing with Lizzie. I was doing a kind of Loudon Wainwright esque confessional singer songwriter comedic thing when I was performing solo. Um, there are friends of ours who who it's it's based on Celtic music. There are friends of ours who it's, it's based on straight up sixties folk rock. Um, I think are, Fairport Convention does geek songs. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's so scary. It, so the, the the unifying convention, I suppose, is the sci-fi fandom community. Some kind, yes, something that, of that genre. Yes, something and, of and, geekdom. And the community actually more than the subject matter. Really, um, there's a lot of people who who are in Filk, who really don't do a lot about fantasy or, or science fiction, but it's, but it's about being a geek. Oh, it's about okay. being a certain sort oh, okay. of person. And, 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 and then there's, there's people who just write songs about rocket ships. Oh. And, and write who songs ju- about Doctor Who. And write songs about dragons and whatever. It's, it's, it encompasses such a wide range of music and such a wide range of subject matter and forms and styles. Most of it tends to be folky. Right. Most of it tends to be acoustic guitars, you know, singer songwriter right. sort of stuff. And that was actually yeah. where the term "filk" came from. Is it was a typo? Yeah, it was originally oh. supposed to be folk, and someone hit yeah. the I instead of the O. And oh my lord! The community wow. just mm-hmm. ran with it. It's like we have a term. Let's go. <laughs> that and, is amazing. It's about it's about fifty four or fifty five. Yes, that was wow. in the mid fifties. And 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 somebody just and so it. It's been around for that long. Yes. Yeah, I know that. Oh, uh, yes. That wow. We were talking about uh, somebody, but Gene Turnbow uses a ukulele for yeah. a lot of things. I know. So I know. It's I, fascinating. I know several uke players wow. who, who that's what they do. They they get up with a uke or a mandolin, and that's what they perform with. Wow. I know people who simply walk up with nothing but their voice. Wow. And and I've I've seen many acts over the years of just someone walking up for half an hour, just a microphone in front of them, and being absolutely. Absolutely compelling. Wow. No backing tracks, no music, nothing. No, just, nothing. Just kind of yeah. out there sotto voce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, there has to be a, a really uh, stroke of genius and talent in order to be able to do something like that. Where, I mean, where do you come up with some of the ideas for your material? That's, that's a question any artist will look at you a little fish-eyed at because it's like, well, that's kind of everything. It's different for every person. It's different for every kind of art. It's just whatever moves you. Yeah. Whatever moves you emotionally, intellectually, you know, what, whatever hits you as something interesting, you run with it. Right. 
So well, kind of like asking an author, what 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 inspires? Yeah, where you? where do you get your ideas from? It's like, uh, um, well, life? I was walking down the street and exactly. uh, a bird pooped on my head. It's like, and a, and a bird, you know, dive bombed me because apparently I got too close to the nest, and, and, that's then, and it turned into this sci-fi fantasy series. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> wow, I'm, I'm kind of mind blown there. And and you will also have you know authors that draw from political situations, mm-hmm. yeah, um, in their own lives, in their communities in their countries and that's where so much really good fiction comes from in general not just in the sci-fi community it's just experiences of the world right Hmm. and how you want the world to be not necessarily how the world is you know you see this kind of conflict and you get that you know what would i have done in this situation if you know money was no object and neither was power you know what would i what would i have wanted to see and you know, whole book series come out of things like that. Right. Each so, of our, go ahead. Each of our albums really kind of has an underlying unifying unifying theme to them. Mm-hmm. That unifying you, theme. You have to go digging for it, and you have to know us pretty well. But the the first album is very much about discovery, and it was written our first year together. Mm-hmm. The the second album is very much. About being more comfortable and 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 the things going a little smoother and, and everything because we'd we'd settled in three years in. Mm-hmm. The third album is fairly dark because I'd gone through a lot of health problems, you know, hand surgeries and knee surgeries and back problems and everything else, and so it's it's a little grimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so every every one of them has kind of a different feel to it. The most recent one is more of a grab bag because. We wrote 52 songs last year. Wow. Right. And, and the new album is the best of that. Yeah. Um, we were in a writing group where we were doing – where we got a prompt every week. Oh, boy. Every Monday morning we got a new prompt. And you had to have a song that was at least two minutes long connected to that prompt uploaded to the Google, Google group by the following Sunday. Wow. We are never doing never. that again. <laughs> it was it was a brilliant exercise. Yeah. Well, and it, it gave it us the you, opportunity sure. to do something that most people don't really understand that you have to do in art. You have to give yourself permission to suck. Because well, everyone yes. is going to. And, and but that process, it it's a growing process. You find mm-hmm. out what works and what doesn't work. That's, exactly. Yeah. And at the same time, you you can get a lot of garbage out. Because I, I remember oh, yeah. uh, hearing a, an interview with Ringo Starr, and he was commenting about how come I'm writing. He he went to George George Harrison and said, you know, I, I'm I'm you know what, what's wrong with me, love? I'm I'm writing all this trash. And George says, well, hey, I was writing trash long before you did. I got it all out of me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you get all of that out of your system, and you figure out your own process right. for making things really function. Mm-hmm. And, and out of those fifty-two songs, we got two albums. Uh, the next one will be out next year. The one is is this year. As a bunch of random songs, the next one's going to be a theme. It's going to have a unifying theme to it. Yeah, we actually right. had a, con- a full concept album. So, and then we have a bunch of songs that we hope people never hear. Yes, <laughs> right. So you're you, you do each album is is somewhat different. You say it has a unifying theme, mm-hmm. and, and do you have a particular style that you, or is it always different? Or it, I, it sort of we, depends um, on the nature of the music. 
um, the music sort of dictates how it wants to be played uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, or how it sounds best. Um, our first album had a lot of vocal and guitar with a little bit of, of violin on it. Our second album and had a little bit of drums here and there. And a little, a little bit, bit of drums, drums here and there. And the second album had more lower instruments such as the viola and um, some cello influences. So there was a different feel to it overall right. because that was more of what the music felt right being played as. Right. And so that that has a bit of a bearing on on how the album sound is. What does the music really sound best as? Right. Yeah. So how long has Cheshire Moon been in existence? Eight years. Eight, Eight years. years. And that kind of happened in a... <laughs> it happened at a con. <laughs> at a con. We met at a con. We started dating at a con. And you started filking at a con. We, oh, well, uh, well, wait, wait. I've been, wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, so it's going to be that kind of show, is it? Yeah, we, oh, I forgot to tell you, this is supposed to be a PG podcast. <laughs> I, I think we just we soared way need, past PG. Do we need to put an explicit tag on no. this episode? <laughs> I didn't say anything naughty. No, you just... We, no, we need it was just his reaction to vowel. Vowel. <laughs> Just one vowel sound, and so the answer is doomed. Yes. Uh, <laughs> now, now. <laughs> no, later, later. Um, no, we, I, I'd been in the film community for a while at that point. How did you get involved? For, okay, so let's, let's, let's backtrack. How did you start off? And Now, you said you, you were originally in a, in a band called Toy Boat. But well, well, not originally, but, but that was... yeah. Um, I've been a musician since I was 16. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, I will be 60 this year. Um, I started out as a drummer in Iowa's first punk band back in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And uh, we never really got out of the basement. Um, played a couple shows, but that's complete aside. Um, played in a bunch of bands in the 80s, and then I quit for years and years. Mm-hmm. Um, I got involved in fandom through a story that's too long to tell now. Um, but it was which is a fascinating story. But, but it was completely it's certainly funny. Yeah. It was it was completely. I, I basically ended up at a con kind of by accident because of where I worked, and I ended up in a room party telling awful jokes with someone who I didn't know who they were because I didn't know to look at the badges. But I think that if I looked at the badge, it probably would have said Yang. Um, and so we were just telling awful jokes and puns, and he got up and left. And as he left, someone looked at him and says, "Well, it looks like you and Bob were having fun." And I said, Bob says that was Bob Asprin, uh-huh. who was like one of my the myth books were like my favorite thing at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, I'm my thought familiar is, with him. And my thought is, I kind of like this whole convention thing. <laughs> yeah. I just got to hang out and jam with one of my favorite writers for for half an hour and and offend an entire room um, <laughs> because we were awful, just awful stuff. And I never saw him again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started writing songs again, and I started performing again, and I heard that there were these music circles that went on late at night, and I kind of snuck into one with a couple songs in my head, and I sat back in the corner and kind of watched things for like an hour or two and couldn't get up the nerve. I finally got up the nerve and sang one of my funny songs, and people laughed. And then I sat for like another hour and a half, and I finally chickened out and I left. And I did that for a couple cons. Um, and Jan DeMassey, who's kind of the Midwestern folk goddess, you know, she ran the music at DuckCon for years, and everybody in folk knows Jan. Um, always thought I was showing up and playing a song and then leaving, and just kind of hopping in and playing. I was like, no, no. I would sit there forever, mm-hmm. just going, I my stuff doesn't fit. But then I realized, okay, people get, get my jokes. And so I performed solo for about 10 years. 
Um, and then Toy Boat, um, I had an idea for taking classic folk songs and making them into big, loud rock songs. And I told it to my friend Daniel Gunderson, Gundo. Um, and he's like, let's do it. And Toy Boat was formed, and we we played at a bunch of cons. I ended up hurting my hands, so I had to quit playing drums. I was the drummer mm-hmm. in that band. They do still exist. Um, Tom Boat, which is Toy Boat with Tom Smith fronting them. So they're taking Tom Smith songs and turning them into big, loud rock songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be playing at Consonance in San Francisco in, in February. Nice. And, and that's always... That's 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 a, that's a five ticket ride right there. Um, right. It's really fun. Um, and then I had ideas. I was writing a bunch of music that didn't fit the singer songwriter thing and didn't fit Toy Boat. And I heard this voice at a song circle one night and went, "There's my singer." And Tom Smith is actually a little bit more than a little bit to blame for that because I it was only the second song circle I'd ever been to. It was only the second time I'd ever been anywhere near Filk, and I would not have gotten up the nerve to even sing if Tom had not kept nudging me, like, go, do this thing, do it, do it. Do it. And so finally I did, and I got the attention of a certain ridiculous man in tie-dye that I had met at a previous con I thought was actually really cute. Insert grin here. Yes. <laughs> I thought was really cute. And so, By the way, he's wearing a tie-dye shirt. Yeah. Yes, he is, because that's what Anybody he Anybody who knows me knows, you know. <laughs> or is that a tar-dye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, is, <laughs> it is a tie-dye. Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> Not at this rate. No. <laughs> it, it is a tie-dye shirt with a TARDIS pattern on it. I, I I love this. That's brilliant. I, I'm, I'm so stealing that. I, yeah. <laughs> Take it. Run with it. Make a song. There you go. And I, the man in the Tardite shirt. <laughs> we were originally, um, there was going to be another friend who was going to write some of the lyrics. And um, she kind of ended up not doing it. And then I started reading some of her prose and I went, I, I know who the lyricist of the, of the band is. I was now. one of those nerds who was just using my blog as a creativity dump. And I'm just gonna care what kind of things are you writing? Because I find fascinating um, the lyrical content. What? What? Just, just give me uh, throw out an, an idea. You know, some of the things that you were writing. Um, I had been trying to write a novel since I was 17, mm-hmm. failing miserably. Um, but I was coming up with some really good just word clusters and ideas, and I just needed to get them down. And so I started writing a blog after college that was basically just you know my dump for poetry and thought processes and story ideas, and that was what he ended up reading. And I also – to the shame of some who feel this way, I write a whole lot of fan fiction. <laughs> I okay. absolutely well, love fanfic. I am I've fanfic. read some fanfic that I think is fantastic. I've read others that is crap. But exactly. Hey, but you exactly. Know. Um, but she let me read a lot of that. Well, you know, nobody reads some of it. <laughs> yeah, know. You know, there is some of it that will never see the light of day because oh, I, I get it down that. on paper and I'm like, what was I even thinking? <laughs> Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. It's like I go back and read that, and it's like, wow, what is wrong with me? I have a whole folder full of crap like that. Yep. It's like, what? Get the plot bunny out of my head. Yeah. (laughs) We we consider ourselves, you know, lyrically, theme-wise, to fall under a a form of music called myth punk. Uh, Myth punk is a um, phrase invented by Cat Valente Mm -hmm. to describe her novels. And it's the idea of taking classic myths and stories and fairy tales and fables and 
kind of putting him into a postmodern setting and you know updating him into the modern age ah. and finding a, a a generally a feminist spin to them um in in which you got a princess who's I'm not waiting to get saved. <laughs> but, so, but there's a lot of I'm metaphor and allegory that you're, that you're using here. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes. Because I was wondering, because you were talked about how, you know, with your third album, it, it was going a lot, it was much darker because mm-hmm. of some personal issues you were going through. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking, how do you convert that into filk? It's, it's converting it into any kind of music. Um, there, there's so many musicians out there who, who've done the same thing in their lives. I mean, the, the last album that John Lennon put out... Right. Um, was him dealing with having lived through the 70s and lived through you know all of the emotional turmoil, the political turmoil. And he basically, he and his wife came out the other side like, okay, we're doing okay. How are you? His, his five years of being a house husband right. and everything else. And Double Fantasy is just very much about being a middle-aged guy with kids – and being kind of happy about it. Yeah. Right, right. Which is yeah. something Lennon never did well. No. <laughs> um, and that's kind of what makes that album so wonderful for me. But, you know, Midnight Contingent, there's nothing – there's a couple songs that are directly about us or about me in one case. Um, yes, well. She wrote a very nice song about me. Um, but you wouldn't know it unless you know us. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's a whole lot of – Bits and pieces of our previous year or so are are mentioned in very abstract ways in it, right? But okay. The feel of the songs are very it's it's very dark. It's very you know difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, some of them are really beautiful, um, but it's not it's it's not a you know, hey we're happy sort of album, right? Um, I, I was just wondering about you know the the whole concept of you know the art form. That that filk is at least that I think a lot of people have a preconception of. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people that are on the outside mm-hmm. and not not really listen to it, they have they, they come in with preconceived notions. As well, when they hear the word filk, they think of mm, this. And and to hear your personal story about you know, the issues that you are going through, mm-hmm. and and all of a sudden now you're creating a filk album with that kind of content. I mean, it kind of shows that there's more layers and that filk is a much broader... Because you said earlier, it's, it's like an, an umbrella term. Yes. So, mm-hmm. so there's a lot more going to it. So let's, let's put a pin in that for just a moment and we'll take a break and we'll be right back in our second segment of this podcast episode. episode this filk cast. What, what am I doing? <laughs> there, there we go. syndrome strikes again. Yes. I'm Lizzie. I'm Eric. That's not right. One brain. We're Cheshire Moon. And you're listening to the Two Gay Geeks. Wasn't that just a delight? Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> it, it was. I was so surprised. Oh, oh my gosh. In, in all the, on all the good ways. Yeah, and they're just really cool They're people. really, really just, nice. Really and it, it was just such a great conversation. Yeah. And here's a few selected birthdays for December 10th through December 16th, 2018. December 10th, Kenneth Branagh. And let's see, Michael Clark Duncan and Kurt Armbruster. Kurt in Calgary. Kurt in Calgary, a friend of ours in in, uh, Calgary. Calgary, (laughs) that's right. And he uh, dates back from the Slice of Sci-Fi Days. Slice of Sci-Fi Days. On December 11th, Rita Moreno. Googie. Googie, yes. Hector Berlioz. Not be say. Not be say. Ben Browder. Chester Thompson. Oh, the uh, 
side musician for the live Genesis concerts. Yeah, and Vampira, and Des Demise, a friend of ours that's a comic book artist that we met uh, way up north at the... Uh, oh, that was at the uh, Prescott uh, or Verde Valley... Yeah, Verde Valley Comic, comic Book Convention, yeah. Yeah. Oui. Uh, yeah. December 12th, Bill Nye. Not Bill Nye the science guy, no. but Bill Nye. Bill Nye the actor. The actor. And Dion Warwick, do you know the way to San Jose? From Phoenix? Yeah, I can figure <laughs> yeah. it out. Yeah. <laughs> and John Downey. December 13th, Dick Van Dyke. Christopher Plummer and Mary Todd Lincoln. Hmm. December 14th, Nostradamus, Francis Bavier. Yes. Uh, Ain't B. Oh, no kidding. And she was also in uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still. That is true. And Patty Duke on December 14th. December 15th, Charlie Cox, John Hammond, and a friend of mine from high school, Brian Dorn. December 16th, Ludwig von Beethoven. Kristen Ritter. Interesting how she, her birthday yeah. is the day after Charlie Cox. <laughs> exactly. And Zoltan Kodai, who is a famed uh, composer. And Sir Arthur Charles Clarke. Science fiction author. 2001 Space Odyssey. Really? Is that what he wrote? Oh, don't, well, he novelized it. <laughs> yeah. He came up with it and then novelized it. <laughs> well, he wrote the initial short story treatment that Kubrick liked a lot and turned into 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. So, happy birthday, Sir Arthur C. Clarke. Yes, wherever you are. Wherever you are. In the cosmos. Maybe maybe he's the... That was his uh, uh, foreshadowing of his afterlife. If you say so. Okay. I, that's it for the birthdays this time. Yes, we're very tired. Technorama, the podcast for geeks, because geeks are better than cool. You don't hear someone say, get away from me, you cool person. Who's going to have their 65-inch home theater system installed by the cool squad? Not, Not me. me, that's for sure. How much cool cred do you have? Not, Not enough, enough to, to care, care about. about. Think you'll find any canned unicorn meat at thinkcool.com? It's just a part domain name. They don't even have roadkill in a paper cup. That's why you need to start listening to Technorama, because that's what geeks do. Go to chuckchat.com and listen to Technorama before you turn cool. That never gets old. Go give it a listen to our friends Chuck and Craig over at Technorama. We've got the whole thing memorized. Oh God, yeah. So, and now it's time for everybody's favorite feedback. Got some more feedback to go through, and this is starting with episode. 192, Tommy Cannon got a big laugh. He says, hearing Ben attempt to say <laughs> cross-stitch made my day. I scream left at the computer monitor and nearly woke up Michelle. Ben and Keith, I love you guys. And boy, I, I so butchered that. And for anybody who doesn't know what happened, Keith had written something really snarky in the script about how I could not spell it. 
<laughs> yeah. So I was like staring at this and I was all intent about, oh, yes, I can spell cross stitch. And it came out as cross stretch. <laughs> cross stretch. And yeah, which just made the joke even funnier. Yeah. But uh, glad somebody got a kick out of it. <laughs> I, I love that. I scream laughed. I scream laughed at the monitor. Yeah. <laughs> love you, Tommy. And then got a comment from Hamish Downey. This is in regards to, this is also for uh, episode 192, and we talked to Zachary Wheeler in that episode. And uh, Hamish Downey says, that was a fun episode. I'll have to read book two now. I dropped it when The Last Sun came out, but now I wish I had read book one and two without taking a break. And then uh, Tommy Cannon had a little comment about Dr. Zombie Monster Family Physician number 20, and I need to preface this a little bit. He had said something to us about how he was grateful that... um, Oh, no, I take that back. That's later. My bad. My bad. He makes a... Okay, boy, did I mess that one up again. (laughs) Oh, well. (laughs) I'm tired, people. I are really tired. Really, really tired, so please (laughs) forgive me. Uh, it's, he says that it's a dad joke moment, the comic strip for, uh, yeah. Monster Family Physician number 20. He says, yeah, dad joke moment, even though I'm not a dad. And it's got something to do with the fact that the dragon is a tire eating dragon. Hmm. And then moving to episode 193. Oh boy. Hamish Downey had some more comments about my fair lady, which I guess there was feedback on that. So he says, the ending I was speaking about was an epilogue added to the print edition of the play after it became popular. Apparently, George Bernard Shaw was often asked to change the ending so that Eliza would get together with the professor, as in the film version and the musical. But he didn't agree with that, so he wrote his own ending. And that's where Eliza gets together with Freddy. And then got a comment from Michael Fett. And of course, in that same episode, we had a little chat amongst ourselves about the new Halloween movie. And he says, I haven't seen the new Halloween yet and holding off until the 4K Blu-ray comes out to watch at home. I personally don't like watching horror in the theater. It seems to bring out a different type of theater goer that annoys me. The ones who feel they need to do personal commentary the entire film. Oops. Yeah, I resemble that. There's also another factor in holding off. I actually like watching the original in black and white. Hmm. Interesting. It adds another layer to the film, so I want to watch this one that way as well. Other films I suggest that is Fury Road and Sausage Party. What I can say is Lionsgate just released the original on 4K Blu-ray, and oh my God, this is a stunning transfer. Wow. Yeah, and then we got a comment from Arkel, and he left this on the YouTube channel, and this is in regards to us lending our voices for part of the shameless cash grab. And he said, well, your voices are in the last episode of season two anyway. Season three just started this past Friday with Nosferatu. And the next movie from the set features one of the greatest film Draculas of all time, Christopher Lee. Mm. Mm. And then we've got a comment mm. from Cat. Yes, a, ca- a comment mm. from. Stop it. Um, <laughs> Quit your whining. From <laughs> Kathy Harris Norman. She left that on Twitter. And this is in regards to our Gareth David Lloyd interview from that same episode. And she says, thanks for that. Really informative and intriguing. Oh, cool. Yes. Now, this one is interesting. Uh, This is in regards to the review that I wrote for The Haunting of Hill House, how I called it a hauntingly great series. We got a comment on Twitter from Julian Hilliard, who simply wrote, thank you. Now, who is Julian Hilliard? He's the young actor who played uh, young Luke in all the flashback sequences. Oh, cool. And uh, this is his official... Twitter feed. So I you know it's him. That is really cool. Yeah, really cool that the a young actor that. actually yeah, he actually liked the review. 
And then, now this is where I kind of got things all botched up. Uh, again, referring back to Monster Family Decision number 20. Now, Tommy had sent us a comment thanking us for weirding up our or website. Let, letting him weird up letting our website. Letting him weird up our website. And we said, we, we told him, thank you. We love that you're weirding up our website. We love it a lot. This is what he wrote. They love it. Anyone who says that they like me weirding up their website is cool. And that's the feedback for tonight. That is the feedback. You can leave comments on our Facebook page. Or, Just like so uh, it. Botch yeah, them up. Absolutely. Or even on our website at the bottom of each article and each episode. You can also comment on Twitter, on, uh, I said Facebook already, and also on Instagram and any place else that you find our uh, webcast. Presence. Or presence, yes, uh, if they have a comment section. And you can even leave a voicemail for us. We have a vo- listener feedback line. It has cobwebs on yes, it, people. Yes, it is. Please, somebody call and leave us a voicemail. It's 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Did you just tickle yourself again? <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm being so weird because I'm so tired. Because we are just beat. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> and as always, when you comment... Please play nice. Yeah, baby. They're like two gay geeks. They're together, you know. They're two gay guys and they're geeks. Is that okay? And here's Cheshire Moon Part Part 2. And we're back with Cheshire Moon. And we were talking about your question before well, we put I, a pin I was, in that. Yeah, I, I was commenting about how uh, people have a preconceived notion as to what Filk really is. And you know, just in the course of this conversation, come to realize that there's so much more to it. There's so many more layers, both in terms, not just content, but on a creative level. I find that most people outside of Filk tend to think of one specific area of it. And it isn't any one, it isn't one area. It's they know one thing about Filk. They've heard one song. They, 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 they've heard one song or seen one thing or seen one person before. If you've seen Tom Smith, you think it's about funny songs. That's one common thing, yeah. That, yeah, that's about, yeah. That, it's, it's comedic. Or, or they are parodies in which you are taking an existing song and writing new lyrics onto it. Right, something, right. something of a genre nature. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. It, you know, you know uh, Weird Al is kind of a filth. In a God, way. In a, in a way. way. Yeah. He, he, he does not consider himself to be part of it all. But, but a lot of people, when they think of filth, they think of a Weird Al type thing. But in a folky matter, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a whole lot of people doing original music who are simply writing their own songs, their own stories, their own world building. You know, they, they are, they, our, our next album is going to be all set in one little little town. And the area around it, and it's 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 a very enclosed little you know little world, and a lot of people do these things. There's a lot of little theme albums, and a lot of you know con- conceptual albums out there. You'll have Arthurian albums, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And then there are some well, artists who will take a book by a sci-fi or fantasy artist and build an entire album around that. Yeah, um, this is fascinating. An interesting thing. I, I, let me. Go ahead. It, it's almost like Rick Wakeman's. Uh, I was going to say Rick Wakeman. Six, um, Wives, of, yeah. Six Wives of Henry yeah. VIII. And uh, my favorite the, the, King, the Arthur, King Arthur. Uh, King Arthur and the uh, Knights of the Round Table. Uh, Journey, Journey to the, the Center, Center of the Earth. Earth yeah. Things like that. And uh, not just that, filled. but you know, Kevin mean, J. Anderson working with Neil Peart and doing Clockwork Angels. There's a thing called, called found filk. 
Um, found folk is <laughs> oh, basically... Dear. Oh, no, it's, it's well, exactly what it sounds like, actually. Found folk is folkers hearing a song that has a science fiction element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, my idea that the, the greatest found folk album and this greatest found folk song is a blue oyster called, song called veterans of the psychic wars the lyrics are written by michael moorcock mm-hmm. oh, wow. and it's and it's one of his eternal champion stories set to music and it's glorious um there's a lot of bands who do very science fiction oriented stuff and the folk world tends to look at them and go they don't know it, but they belong to us. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it means that, uh, okay, and you, you, as you said earlier, you know, Philic has been around since the 50s. So yeah. clearly it seems like that artists, you know, and like, uh, hey, uh, Metallica has dipped, you know, and Zeppelin, mm. they've, you know, they've just not been strictly heavy metal. They've dipped their toe into, um, uh, it, it, uh, actually, Zeppelin, that's, that's another that's excellent example. Infamous, that's that's yeah. another good the example. Stairway to Heaven. Well, not just Stairway oh, to God, Heaven, but gonna... they have done songs that have had references to Middle Earth. Yes, they've done Tolkien, Tolkien songs. References. They've done Tolkien songs, absolutely. Robert Plant is, is a huge Tolkien fan. Yeah. And in a way, that is very much found filk. It is popular music. Yeah. It is double-A radio. But it is still has that sci-fi fantasy heart to it. Right. And that is that is what Philk is. It is it can be any genre of music. There's a friend of ours who plays the cello and she's on stage and she has a looper and she can build a thunderstorm mm, on wow. stage mm-hmm. using various aspects of what she can right. do on the cello. And then she sings over that. Yeah. Yeah. I ran a one watt radio station at a. <laughs> I was going to ask you, about, oh, this, this is one yeah, watt, yeah. This is fascinating. This is a great. Story. I heard when this you, last when night. You this said is fabulous. One watt radio station last night. I thought, my, did you see my jaw just drop uh-huh. to the floor? I thought, what? one watt. <laughs> Basically, we had a transmitter. We had a we had a sixty foot long cord. We had a big open field outside the window. I was I was on the ground floor. We'd open the window, run the cord out, run this antenna out, and so that side of the hotel could hear the radio station. You are a man after my own heart. And, I would I would think of something stupid like yeah. that, you know. And 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 actually, it was a friend of mine's idea. He built the transmitter, but he didn't want to run the station. Right. And because I'm a music freak, they of course called me and said, "Come do this." And I did it for nine years. And but one of the things is that is that I had Sci-Fi Friday Night, and from seven to nine I played science fiction-oriented rock music. Mm-hmm. Right. Never any filk. I always had filk shows, but I had something that was a two-hour slab of music from mainstream music that was all science fiction-oriented. Mm-hmm. And every year it was I had certain songs that always made it, but but every year I I probably had. 15, 16 hours worth of music in my library that I could have put into that show. Yeah, wow. Um, Hawkwind, I could simply put their entire output, mm-hmm. you know, because all their <laughs> stuff is about outer we're, space. Right. We're going to have to, the when we put this episode together, we'll have to do the Krypton Radio uh, promo. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Please. Since you guys said that they have all of your stuff, so. I, I, they should. I yeah. think they do. Yes. Yeah. It's, that's. It's a great uh, radio station. I, I listen to it periodically. You know, other than our our yeah <laughs> I, slot, <laughs> I try to. I actually listen to it at work sometimes because they so do let, I. Us, let us stream radio and and so every once in a while I'll put it on and see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once on a blue moon, I I can't do it very often because we have no Wi-Fi where I work and yeah. I don't want to hog up the data. Yeah. Well, I have the Wi-Fi at home, so yeah, since I work from home. The Wi-Fi in my office is actually exceptional, uh, spe- and they built it specifically because they knew people were going to be listening to stuff, and they're like, 
you're going to do it anyway. Why eat your data plan? We can do this. Yeah, right. I wish my company would think that way. <laughs> well, you well know, we're, I'm, I'm in an office full of you know, paper processors. So you know, we, we process a lot of stuff. We are staring at computers for nine hours every day. And, they're like, and my office is basically like, we want you to be comfortable. We want you to be able to get through your day and not hate what you do. Well, what can we do to make this easier on you? And so they gave us you know, giant Wi-Fi. No, yeah. we, we, I, work with, I work in health insurance, and they're paranoid. Yeah. Well, I work for a stockbroker. You want to talk oh, paranoid. You talk about paranoid. Yeah, there you go. So you are here at, uh, we're, we're doing this interview from our mobile studio at the Doubletree in Phoenix, Arizona. And that was Doubletree by Hilton Double Tree in by Hilton. Phoenix, Arizona. And that, at ladies Coco and gentlemen, Con. was a podcast voice. Yes. That, <laughs> that was my podcast <laughs> voice. Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're recording this at CocoCon 2018, which is the first year, and you guys were invited as the Filk guests of, of honor. honor. Yes. And so you... Obviously, do other cons. What's next in store for? Well, actually, where are you guys based? Yeah, yeah, where are you? We are based in Ames, Iowa. Oh my word! Oh, my oh Lord. it's it's better than that. We drove down here. We drove from the oh, center of Iowa down Lord. here to Phoenix. It was so you, glorious. So what? You, you took like I eighty and then dropped down seventeen. Oh no, we went. We took thirty five down to Oklahoma City and then forty across. Forty. Uh, oh, okay. and then and then we did the eighteen mile drop. The nightmare oh, yeah. that is yeah, seventeen down from yeah. Flagstaff. We're not going yeah. back that way. No, well, we're not. Actually, we, the way back isn't bad. It's, it's the way. Bad. No, no, no. We're going up eighty seven. We're going to go up. Oh, and sorry, straight, up yeah. straight up to Holbrook and over. We're not. I. I don't but like heights. That's kind of a... That's a very treacherous drive. It's kind of an it, it odd is. drive, it's, too. It, it can, it can, it can, it can be, be a little windy. And yeah. It can be a little freakish. <clears throat> um, actually, the drive up to flag is better yeah. than the drive down. Seriously. But, I mean, there's some beautiful country out there, and you actually have to go up You will be going. You will be going by forest. near the Petrified I mean, not, Forest not, and the Painted Desert. Uh, we yeah. saw we that there, on the we way here. We went there on Thursday. Okay. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. We did that on Thursday. Yeah, and it'll take you near the meteor crater, too. And we didn't have time. Did you stop in Holbrook and see the the Wigwam Motel? No, no, no. We 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 just kind of drove okay. through because we went through the petrified forest, came uh, out the south end, came uh, back. Oh, and you have to go see the Wigwam. So the yeah, Holbrook. it's so cool. <laughs> we will take that under advisement. I have a photo of it. I'll show it to you. We're gonna go back up through Holbrook. So yeah, we, we yeah we yeah 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 because Holbrook is really charming. This was yeah. the old yeah. town section of it. We it's. We're Route 66 fans, so we, uh, we've gotcha. done all of Route 66 in Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Panhandle, through, up yeah. through needles. Oklahoma, up through yeah. um, actually, uh, what is it, uh, in Missouri. Uh, well, shoot, 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 well shoot. we didn't, well, Springfield. Oh, yes, Springfield. And then we haven't done the rest up to Chicago, and we haven't done from Needles to, needles to Santa, Santa Monica. Monica. Oh, well, although well, we, we, did did, Santa Monica. Yeah. we did the Santa Monica Pier, yeah, so there's yeah. a whole middle section right there. Anyway, we have... Interestingly, um, both Eric and I used to live about three-quarters of a mile north of the Chicago end of Route 66 oh, cool. when we lived mm-hmm. in Chicago. And yeah. I, I lived in Tulsa mm-hmm. just, you know, about half a mile mm-hmm. from the uh, Route 66, which was 11th Street. Okay. And, and so. I didn't live anywhere near it, but my dad was a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I worked on old Route 66. Uh, it was 266 at that time in Claremore, Oklahoma. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Fun. Fascinating. Anyway. So, anyway, so next, you, next up for us. Yes. Next up for us, uh, we will be the guests of honor at the Ohio Valley Filk Festival, which is um, the big annual filk festival that happens in Columbus, Ohio. Um, that How is wh- big is that? 
Um, as, as a festival goes, because again, I think this is a very educational episode that we've got going on here because <laughs> a lot of people don't fully understand. So, how big is this? I want to think two or three hundred. It's people? between two to three hundred, and possibly as much as five, depending on the year. Yeah. Cool. Um, it's, it's, it, it's the biggest folk con, if I remember correctly. Okay. And there, 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 there are five to seven folk cons in, worldwide. In, worldwide, depending on the year. We have mm-hmm. some friends that live in Columbus. so mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. It is an entire weekend of music starting Friday afternoon and going all the way through to Sunday night until everyone goes to bed finally. And these are folk circles that will go on all the way till dawn. Wow, and there and there will be multiple circles around the hotel. It isn't mm-hmm. just—I mean, I mean, everybody does music in some way or 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 another at these. Even if they're just sitting back and listening and partaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is actually one of the things that I love about OVFF specifically. They have in the main um, the main ballroom where the big stage is. They have tables set up along the back of the room for crafters to sit and listen and do things. You know, oh, you will I have like that. you will have knitters and crocheters, you will have people who are, you know, making dolls, you'll have people who are knitting socks, you'll have people who are spinning wool, all kinds of things. <laughs> yes. I'm not spinning even wool. not even yes. kidding, not even kidding. Um wow. usually they're up against the back wall because the the mechanism that moves can make a little bit of noise and so they try to keep themselves back and away from everybody else. Grinding the flax that they're yep. going to make their papyrus. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if if if, if you got someone that has a good sense of rhythm it could add percussion there you go Ooh, hey that's an idea for the rhythm we totally need to tell elise that yeah we do get you one of those uh uh, a knitting it's a kind of a knitting machine yeah yeah yeah. yeah. oh my god oh (laughs) wow that could be a fascinating little and you wonder why i want a spinning wheel <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Bo. Are you gonna- <laughs> <laughs> well, don't prick your finger; you might fall asleep. No, I, I only think of this because I remember watching an episode. No, I, I'm really going to date myself here of the Waltons. Oh wow! It's the Easter episode, and there is the middle son Jason who's watching his grandmother iron, and she's ironing in rhythm, and he composed a song to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, well, you know, if 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 the spinning wheels or any kind I, of machinery, if they if there's a rhythm going to it. You never know. Well, the I pedals know. do do actually create a rhythm as you're moving because it, you do have to right. maintain a certain speed. Right. So, I hear rhythms in everything. Oh, yeah, the washing too. machine sometimes. I, I do too. I'll hear it's going with our kids when yeah, I've got three kids and we would travel with a couple of them and we start the windshield wipers and I would have one of the kids. It was one of the kids were like. And someone oh, else would pick I know, up, and we, and we would have the whole car do a whole little rhythm section, and then generally Lizzie and my daughter Riley would then start singing over it, and yeah. and someone would be doing, it and they just go back and forth, and we would travel half an hour doing that. I I'll, I I would be at work, and somebody's car alarm would be going off, going e e. And next thing I go da 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 da, you know, and yeah. I'm I'm doing mountain. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's all kinds of weird things that I, oh, yeah. I hear, you know, rhythms and everything. So that, I, I kind of have a little musical kind of – it's hiding down in there. Let you it know. go. Let it go. It's okay. It's oh, cool. Oh, it's terrifying. That was yeah. actually – well, don't, don't <laughs> let it be. That was a panel that I was on I know. Uh, earlier <laughs> this morning is to... everyone can sing. No, yeah. I really mean it. Everyone and anyone can sing, even you. Well, he'll tell me, you know – 
I, I was telling you that I, I, I can't hear a perfect fifth, but he'll hear me yes, sing he one does. every once he all do, the he, time. He can't hear a perfect fifth. He just doesn't think he can. I just, I, it, it's a mental when I'm thinking about then it. Then stop you know? thinking about it and just let it come out. <laughs> well, but I have, to, I have to analyze everything. I'm sorry. I, I, I get that. I get that completely. <laughs> one of us understand overanalyzing it. I must have my neuroses. They're my security blanket yeah. or my neurotic blanket. Yes, Linus. <laughs> so, so, so anyway. The other thing that is going on is in February, um, this has been – it's been a crazy year for us because we've had big things happen. Mm-hmm. In February, we are the overseas guests of honor at the British Folk Convention. Wow. So um, I, I lived in London back in the 70s for a year. This is the first time that I'll, I've been back since That's a concept to really think about. Wow. Yeah. British Folk. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, British Folk is amazing. I'm sure. It's British incredible. Folk is its own beast. It's there's fascinating sure. stuff. I, I, there's I a just, whole lot more rock and roll to it. There's, I, there's, I see Jethro Tull all over that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that uh, kind of style. Yeah, um, they, 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 that exists. Uh, there's a friend of our, ours named Steve McDonald who now lives in Germany. He used to live in Michigan, and he is he's a huge Tall fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge Tall. I fan. love Tall. I saw Tall a bunch of times back 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 in the '70s, and I, maybe we'll talk about it after we get uh, get off the air. Because I've only seen Tall once, but yeah, I love it. Him. Would, it would take up too much time. <laughs> um, but no, um, and we're gonna play a show with some friends over there. We've been wanting to play a show with them, um, and so we're gonna put together some of our songs and some of their songs and then we're going to play a solo show of just just the two of us as well and we're going to have a fun weekend there and that's that's all we kind of made this year a little more laid back than our last couple years well we, that was because you scheduled us into the ground my love we, okay so we as both well have, as writing 52 songs well yeah. no no not even that it and was the year before that, this was, was before <laughs> the 52 songs project um we both work full-time jobs oh yeah, yeah. we get that yeah we, we have day jobs too and yeah. He scheduled us for 33 shows Holy moly. over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were doing wow. And it was, it, it was wonderful, but it was nuts. It yeah. was absolutely insane. And we are never doing a schedule that intensive again. Yeah, but I'd be willing to bet, though, that you got a lot out of that. I yeah. mean, you're, you're just like, I don't want to do that again, but in Ooh. some way, you're glad you had the experience. We had an amazing time. But it was. It, but it exhausted. It, it burned us out completely. Right. So for anybody that wants to know about Cheshire Moon and about you on the intertube, Yeah, any kind of social media the, presence like Twitter, Facebook. Oh, oh, absolutely. The, the, MySpace since you guys are music. Oh, yeah. dear God, no. Not no. We Facebook. do not do MySpace. Bandcamp. 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 One time at Bandcamp. One, no. yeah. Yep. That there, there was filking one time at Bandcamp. There is and so much fun. filking on Bandcamp you don't even know. <laughs> um, the easiest way to find us is CheshireMoon.net. Okay. And um, all of our music is available um, both for listen and for download, um, CheshireMoon.bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and there are links on our webpage to our Twitter accounts, our Facebook accounts. Our Instagram. Instagram, YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of live video up on our YouTube page. I was going to ask. I'm glad yes. to hear that. Yeah. We have, we have li- several full live shows. We actually have at least three that I can think of full live shows that are on YouTube. Fantastic. That mm-hmm. is wonderful. Well, thank you so much. God, this was great. Eric and I really Lizzie enjoyed for being this. with us this time. This this, really I fun. really, really so enjoyed this conversation. Us. It was yeah. very educational. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks. I'm Daniel Ratcliffe, and I believe that reaching out for help is the bravest thing a person can do. If you are struggling and need support, call the Trevor Lifeline at 1-866-488-7386. It's free and confidential, and trained counselors are there to listen 24-7 without judgment. To learn more about the Trevor Project's life-saving work for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or questioning young people, go to thetrevorproject.org. 
we talk about this every single episode and we play that uh, public service announcement mm-hmm. because it is important. If you or someone you know is in crisis, please reach out. It does get better. Well, we don't have a, a, a recap for last week. Because that, we don't know what that week is <laughs> yeah. yet. Uh, we did have uh, a, mon- a Dr. Zombie, and we had an episode, and we had a new sushi. We know that. That's all we know. That's all we and, know. And we know that there is content. We just don't know where it all sits. Yeah. We haven't scheduled it yet. So check it out at tggeeks.com. If you only listen to the webcast, you can go over there. We have lots and lots and lots of content. And you can see the entries on Facebook page. Please visit and comment. As always, we have follow-up items. Check out the widgets on the left-hand side of the page. Or left, left-hand side. Yeah. The right-hand side. Turn around, and then it's your left-hand side. Uh Anyway, <laughs> or whatever. Wow. I don't know. Uh, there's lots of stuff over there. Books that we support, authors that we support, causes we support. Check it out. We're supporters of Arizona Opera. Please check out azopera.org. The rest of the season is incredible. We're going to talk to Joe Spector in January about the, the rest of the season. So uh, keep an eye out for that and check out our restaurant reviews category. We do several restaurant reviews and we're going to have several more as we go along. And as everybody knows, we are huge supporters of independent creators, whether it's filmmakers, comic book artists, writers, please buy their stuff, talk to them, tell people about them, have cash. If you go to a con or a book fair or something like that, please consider supporting independent creators. Special shout-out to Doctor Who Talking Who, Michael C. Burgess, The Human Arkle. We heard a little bit of feedback from him earlier. They are all on Twitter, and they all publish paper.lees that republish some of our content regularly. Doctor Who Talking Who's is a Doctor Who fancast guide. You can find them by searching at Talking Who. Michael C. Burgess's is the Byronic semi-diurnal aggregator. You can find him by searching at Byronic. That is B-Y-R-O-N-I-K. And the Human Arkle is has the Arkle Times Post-Dispatch News. You can find him by searching Twitter at Arkle, A-R-K-L-E. And you heard in the feedback, he gave a little bit of a comment about his sh- uh, shameless cash grab. Yes, that is it. You can find it by going to YouTube and looking up Arkle Studios, all in one word. And, yeah, that's the shameless cash grab right there. And we must also give a shout-out to the Facebook group, The Gay Geek, for allowing us to post our episodes and relevant content and articles on their page. And the URL is facebook.com slash group slash The Gay Geek. With special thanks to their moderator, Jeremiah Rees, for allowing us to share our content there. Thank you, Jeremiah. And thank you to everybody who has clicked on our Amazon ads. You can find those at the bottom of each page and on the right-hand side. If you want to buy something, use one of our search ads. That would be nice. We get a little bit of a kickback. And lastly, we are now on Spotify. We're everywhere. You can uh, lots of places I didn't even know about mm, no that kidding. we're discovering routinely. And check us out on Krypton Radio at 3 a.m. and 3 p.m. Pacific time on Tuesdays. Please rate us and review us on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thank <laughs> you. 
Up next week, we have our 200th episode. That's we got right. A, a little special thing prepared for you. So uh, check it out. It's, it's quite a milestone. Yes, so, it is. Episode 200 next week. Okay, that should do it for this episode of TG Geeks Webcast. Be sure to check out the article for this webcast episode. We're going to have several links on the page. And remember, you can comment on our Facebook page or our website, tggeeks.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 469-TG-GEEKS. That is 469-844-3357. We're from... Where, where, yeah. where am I? From TG Squared Studios. From Cancun. <laughs> From Cancun. I'm Keith Lane. Thanks for listening. Please be kind to those around you and to yourself. Peace. Cheers. Cheers.